I love I love making clothes. I love finding unusual things in charity shops and then turning them into even more unusual things. Excellent. Um, I have to I wish you could see Elena out because <laughs> uh, one thing I love about Elena is she always looks incredible. I think you've like, you've definitely influenced the way I choose to dress myself. I, I would love to think that people that see the amount of flowers and fruit, <laughs> fruit and weird things that I put on myself makes them feel that they can do that too. Yes. That's, but that's what the zine is meant to yes. do as well, is that um, I don't know a lot about all the other people out there who are making their own clothes or thrifting or, uh, you know, all the different ways that you can clothe yourself beyond just you know, walking into a, mm. a big chain and buying mm. something off a rack that's been made in a sweatshop. Absolutely. Know, there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many people out there doing things differently that I don't know about and yeah. I want to find out about them. But I also want I want everyone to, to share those things and, and to think, oh, maybe I could have a go at just sort of, you know, embellishing something that I've had at the back of my cupboard for ages and I just want to, you know, rather than throwing things away, give them new lives and, and have totally. a go at things. So, yeah. so you've applied to every arts grant under the sun But maybe all those YouTube plays are really just your mum You learn lines all night and wait tables by day Or maybe you've made it but can't help reading what the trolls have to say. Well, we say thank you for sharing the things that you make. Thank you for sharing the joys and the heartbreaks. Thank you for sharing the darkness as well as the light. Feel free to be funny, sarcastic or sad or uncertain or exceedingly Honesty is the best policy Sharing your truth can bring love or hilarity Somebody listening might just begin to share too Thank you for sharing Welcome to Thank You For Sharing A podcast to open up conversations with artists and creatives about mental health and self-care This week, I'm talking to Ellie Novella. Ellie is a truly amazing human being that I feel so fortunate to call a dear friend. She's the co-creator of this podcast. She's been a huge support in helping me to set it up, providing guidance and pastoral support during the creating and editing of it. And not only that, she wrote and sung and produced the theme song, co-produced by her fab partner, Aid, and designed the artwork for the podcast. She is epically multi-talented. She describes herself as a clothes-making comedy songwriter person, and her songs have always given me so much joy. I first met her in that capacity, as she's the best friend of my brother's partner, Carol, my dear sister-in-love, and they used to do gigs together, as well as individually. And Ellie's most recent song, Final Russian Doll, is on her social media, which I will publicise at the end of the episode. She has channeled her love of fashion and clothes making into creating her very own zine, So Irregular, which has two issues out already that you can find on her Etsy So Irregular shop. Google Etsy So Irregular. And it is a zine that celebrates clothing cultures beyond fast fashion. She illustrates and writes it. She interviews and talks to fashion makers and enthusiasts across the world. And she's currently telling me so many exciting stories about who she's going to be talking to for issue three, which will be out later on this year. So keep an eye out. 
Profits go to Fashion Revolution, who works to unite people and organisations to work together towards radically changing the way our clothes are sourced, produced and consumed, so that our clothing is made in a safe, clean and fair way. She also has a new mini-zine out called Dress for Disaster, fashion moments you won't find on my Instagram, (laughs) which I can't wait to read. She's also a passionate gardener and now has a day job working in a garden centre where she gets to talk about plants all day. Unfortunately, Ellie was diagnosed in recent years with joint hypermobility syndrome, which means that she cannot garden, write, illustrate, make or even sing as much as she wishes or used to be able to. But she's found extraordinary ways to channel her creativity elsewhere and co-collaborate with other artists to ensure she can keep up her passions in life in a healthy way. As well as this, Ellie suffered with an eating disorder in her teens, and then later, an anxiety and panic disorder, and we discuss how these experiences affected her, what helped her recover, and how she looks after her mental and physical health on a day-to-day basis today. As always, if you are affected by anything we discuss on the podcast, or feel like you need further mental health support, there are a list of help and support lines and websites on our show notes. In line with our discussions today, I will be adding support info for chronic pain support as well. And any other suggestions you have about this, please tweet us at tyfspodcast or email us at thankyouforsharingpodcast at gmail.com. I think also, because I... We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I love um, sort of cultural things that are are positive or, or funny or just sort of not even lighthearted, just sort of have a general sense of upliftingness yeah, to yeah. them. Um, I'm not the sort of person that will engage for many hours in something that makes me feel, you know, very sad or unhappy. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of amazing uh, people out there who are focusing on the very real and horrifying truths about fast fashion. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, has inspired me and has made me make some of the changes that I've made. Uh, but at the same time, I know that there are people out there like me who mm. are not going to sit down and watch, you know, a two hour documentary about the condition, mm. working conditions or, or, you know, whatever, but they might pick up a sort of funny looking comic <laughs> essentially totally. and, and be like, Oh, that's an interesting drawing of a weird looking jacket. What's yeah. that about? And then discover things through that. And just through hearing, exciting stories about makers you know like just sort of bigging up and shouting out about people that I think more people should hear about showing people the positives uh you you know you're you're you acknowledge the world is operating in a way that's not helping a lot of people but Mm. your your um energy into that is like I'm I'm gonna give you the not give you the answers like blah 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 but as in like let's let's have fun let's make it fun to yeah. discover how we can live Alterna- better yeah and, alternative and, ways of being can yeah. can be really exciting and yeah. life changing yeah um, and yes so so it, it it is it will be in a hard like you can hold it's it and a read it physical thing I know I know we live in the world <laughs> it's print media it's print. which Thank everyone tells me is dead every it's time so not the amount not. of people I see on the tube reading books is uh it's still so yeah, yeah a zine just for anyone uh it's uh I think short for magazine which yeah. is how I know how to pronounce it because not zine used to call it zine a lot of people do still it's and that's not. fine um language evolves <laughs> but yeah, yeah. um well, and the more these happen the more yeah, yeah and know. I think it's seeing it seems to be seeing a resurgence you know in people making them it's basically a way of publishing uh your own content in a physical form that you can either swap or share or 
you know, um, buy very cheaply, yeah. put them in independent bookshops. Yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. It's, it's really kind cool. of, I think it was, um, it's had other times of popularity yeah. uh, where, for example, you know, maybe women's magazines were, you know, very lacking in any sort of political awareness or, or just sort of were not as woke. I'm doing inverted commas here that you can't <laughs> yeah. see. But like they, they weren't, you know, there have been times where print, you know, the official mainstream print media didn't have the diversity or the kind of interest that it might have now. Yeah. And so people were making zines because they literally couldn't find a way to read about the sort of things that they mm. wanted to read about. So they made their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And now I think people are doing it for a slightly different reason, possibly. This is how I interpret it. Mm. But um, the, that you can read every type of thing ever that you want on the internet. Mm. Um, but what you're maybe missing in that, possibly, is that sense of, you know, maybe having a kind of physical thing that you you concentrate on and you you sort of give all your attention to it in mm. that moment rather mm. than reading about something and then suddenly a notification will pop up and then there'll be a link to this and like your attention span, you know, naturally will be getting smaller and smaller. Mm. Uh, I know I I have that Oh, don't get me started. Um, I could do a whole different podcast on this subject matter. But yeah. But the great thing about uh, having a zine or a comic or whatever it is that you've got physically in your hand, Mm. that it's not throwing up all these adverts or other things Mm. at you all the time. It's just there, you know, and you're just concentrating on that. And that's, yeah, a lovely, a lovely way of sharing ideas um, and in the and and then in the physical creation of what it is there is so much um joy uh of how that has been made you know yeah. if you're looking at something on a screen we just i mean we have this screen and uh the information itself could be mind-blowing but it's like we don't get to kind of they haven't infused out to the whole kind of exterior journey of that and you know i i you know my bedroom like, i've got like magazines books by my bed and I've always seen that because we are you know we're a bit older than some of the generation we grew up in a time yeah. that that was our norm anyway yeah. and I would Absolutely. feel odd if they were there. yeah well I mean there are comic books I mean or graphic novels however you want to call them um illustrated uh sort of texts that yeah. I I still have from when I was a teenager yeah. that are they've got you know lemsip spilt on them yes. every page has some some you know crease or tear or uh, you know it's just uh, ruined they're ruined um they <laughs> like to feel so old but so happy at the same <laughs> they're, they're they're like that and i'm not saying that you know no, young, no, no, younger no. people don't have those objects no, no. um but maybe zines can be those objects for yeah. for some people now as well that is that is something I'm continuing to try and do because my yeah. my aim has been for, for a few years now to only write songs about something that I haven't heard a song about cool so that's sort cool. of the mission is to hence why I wrote the song uh Fun Russian Doll about you know being someone who just never I've never felt that broody like yeah. moment I've never I mean you know I full love to people who who want to have families and I can't wait for some of the people in my life to to have children some of them are already having children that's really exciting it's just something I'm not 
I'm not interested in for myself. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard songs about that, weirdly, in the charts. Yeah, because um, it's always, um, where is she now? Yes, exactly. I'm so broken hearted. Yeah. So, and yeah. I've written those songs too. Don't, I don't mean, you worry. I We've yeah, all written those songs. Um, yeah, that's going to be a part of life. Yeah. Though. Better to have loved and lost. <laughs> yes. Um, but the, yeah. So that's, that's really, I love that. Think. No, I love that. Yeah. Well, well I think a lot of, I mean, Queen, I'm talking about Freddie Mercury again. Yeah. A lot of the bands that I love the most have written songs about things where you're like a bicycle race how have you written a whole rock anthem yeah. about that and yeah. then you know and that's awesome and I think you bring up an interesting point actually and I don't think this gets talked about enough um uh obviously we uh we flock to art we love and um we I th- I've definitely had to remind myself of um you know some of the most exciting things I love they were the pe- they were the firsts do you know what I mean they walked out into the world mm. going like exactly like you going I'm missing this yes. and actually but you know and it, it for example we're talking about sadly the stigma that still comes of a woman's like I don't want children and it's like yeah. one day we'll just get to a world where it's like you don't need to write a song about it because everyone knows that everyone that's okay. knows <laughs> that that's your life your choice then I hope artists listening and I hope anyone who's younger and aspiring to be an artist just just it's just a lovely thing to remind yourself of that courage and because obviously that can tie into kind of you know mental health and yeah. like you know pushing yourself and then fearing or what will you know how uh, this has never been done and I just yes. think we need to encourage each other more Absolutely. to be like this hasn't been done well, do that, it that was what was amazing going to this diverse minds yeah, event yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean I was quite tenuously there really because the, I have one article in my zine which is about um this amazing um I think her name is Agnes Richter but we might have to edit that in in case I've shot said that wrong um, um who was a sort of uh seamstress in the 1800s in Germany um, who was basically um, sectioned by her neighbours because they decided that she was behaving erratically. Oh um, it's really hard to know because of the sort of lack of documentation yep. how, what the reality was. Yeah, yeah, but ultimately yeah. she was sent to an asylum, uh, which is what they were called then and that's yeah, what they were. Um, yeah, yeah. And so she didn't have mental health problems when she got there. She certainly did by the end of it because she was yeah. there for the rest of her life. Yeah. But the amazing thing is that she... Um, continued to sew uh, by she basically they were all in these sort of shapeless kind of sack uniforms mm. and she um, cut hers up and remade them into these beautiful garments where wow. she hand embroidered these really intricate um, kind of spider-like uh, autobiographical sort of thoughts and messages and and ideas um, and that you know that's a way of kind of transforming your experience in a, in a, in a space where you are completely, you know, you have no control of your life mm. clothing, you know, even in that situation, she was able to use clothing and use sort of making and art- artistry to, to sort of, whether it was therapy or whether it was, you know, a way of taking control mm-hmm. uh, or what, what it was. Um, it's really powerful. So yeah, I had that article from the, issue uh first issue of the so irregular zine yeah. you'll have to buy so you can read I it were, i mean um, that's just done, i mean but that I, I put that uh up as as a, my part of my contribution to this event yeah, yeah. but it was so amazing to um see all these there were sort of performers poets and and musicians um basically just openly talking about how their 
either their sort of neurodiversity yeah. uh, in terms of, sort of maybe being on, on the sort of spectrum of, mm-hmm. of autism mm-hmm. uh, and or their experiences with mental illness mm. um, and or, you know, like all, yeah, addiction, all the different mm. sort of um, uh, things that will often feed into people's creativity, mm. not because it, it has to, no, but just because, no. you know, people experience mental distress and yeah, yeah, yeah. and also people make art <laughs> um yeah. but to have those art makers also talking about that you know in in a kind of open group setting yeah. was really powerful so it's definitely 100%. made me want to this is why this podcast is great yeah <laughs> it's made me want I to do it more so. yeah yeah because yeah. because i think that is a newer thing i think um you know it's uh obviously we hear stories you know um famous artists of the past, you know, spiralling into addiction and things, you know, and, and yes. obviously we still hear it. Um, but, but stepping outside of your art as well and to be able to um, to articulate uh, the kind of uh, day-to-day of what uh, it is you do and how you do it and also, um, I, you know, art is trying to reflect truth. Like we're all, I think we're all always grasping for truth and mm. I sometimes, you know, when I was younger and sometimes still today, you know, uh, there's something about uh, I'm an actor, like plays, and like the, the, is that feels more truthful to me sometimes. Well, sometimes a lot of time than the kind of like the barriers and the things we put up in life, and yes. I crave that. Yes, and I think therefore, if you are, our brains are so complex. The more we're learning about mental health, the more we're learning. You know, they say one in four, but probably four in four will have some sort of you Absolutely. know aspect of mental health, and it's like, well, so if that's our truth. It's bound to pop up yes. in, in what we're doing. And it's interesting you talk about this idea of the artist who, you know, the, the, the famous artist who, you know, suffered for their art. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That kind of myth. That, yeah, myth, um, yeah. For example, um, Van Gogh, who I sometimes call Van Gogh, and I'm told that one is right and I don't know which Thank it is. You. <laughs> oh, we don't know. Van Gogh, but who knows? Maybe um, I say Gogh and it's probably not Write in and tell us. Um, please, I need, <laughs> please yeah. tell us. Uh, I did actually do art history in very <laughs> I should admit that now. That was my degree. Uh, it's yes. a hot day, yeah. guys. I'm really Let's sorry. Not. The um, thing with Van, Van, Van Gogh is um, that uh, I think that actually Hannah Gadsby talks about this in yes. Nanette, which is an amazing... Oh, uh, Nanette, thing. if you haven't seen it already, it changes the rules. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Um, Comedy, it's a yeah. new kind of stand-up. It's, um, it's essential. Theory. Yes. Um, but uh, she uh, I think talks about this as well where um, Van Gogh is sort of uh, seen as an example of where you should um, uh, you should allow artists to really wallow in their Mm. mental illness because Mm. that's where the creativity comes from and you know if we if it wasn't for his you know problems we wouldn't have the sunflowers and then you know um uh, in, in the stand-up sheet, she points out that actually um, it was because of the medication he was taking for epilepsy mm-hmm. that he was seeing the colour yellow particularly brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why. So it was actually the, the kind of help that he was being given yeah. that maybe allowed him to live even the time that he did have and therefore yeah. make the art that he did have. Yeah. So I think it's really it's really damaging to have this idea that, oh, you know, if you're creative, you should embrace mental illness <laughs> because yeah. you know not not to devalue the art that comes from it because mm. it of course it's mm. you know sometimes one of the most affecting yeah kinds yeah but that art has only reached us because that person 
continued to choose to live you know like and that you know that is part of mental health not mental illness but hannah you know if what has happened i mean she was going to quit comedy yes and she's she you know she has found that she can do the show and she can keep doing the show but she could very rightly turn around and go uh i need to write something else now because uh it's not um it, it, it helped me in that moment and mm. yeah and I think you've oh this is I'm really glad we're talking about this because it's so important yeah. that we don't it, you know people say it even about Adele like oh will she write another album because she's married and has a baby yeah and it's like okay like, it, <laughs> we're only allowed to make up when we're sad yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it's absolutely yeah it's it's really really destructive but it's interesting because actually even when you are making art about something that you are going through mm. you know in your internal kind of landscape um mm. that doesn't mean that that art is fixing you no, no um doesn't. for example and that's another thing that people say oh well you know they'll be healed by you know by their art for you know like just yeah. throw yourself into your, yes, your creativity yeah. and actually yes sometimes i mean there's been times in my life where trying to sort of force myself to draw or to sing or to do those things yeah. when I'm in a very dark place yeah. has been helpful. Yeah. But sometimes that isn't the answer. Yeah. Um, and for example, you know, I uh, had the experience of having an eating disorder in school um, and I was in my art classes doing whole projects about uh, body image and artists who focus on that and I was doing you know page after page of drawing all about that but it wasn't going in (laughs) so even though I was drawing you know it's hard to hard to describe like I was I was I was making artwork about um about sort of female body kind of crisis yeah yeah um, yeah. which was partly I I mean it was you know part of what was going on in my own head being you know spiraling into some really destructive um, eating slash not eating yes. behaviors yeah, yeah, yeah. um but also a the people who you know were marking my sketchbooks or whatever were like oh well this is another sketchbook about body image that's what everyone makes art about because we're teenage girls mm. um they didn't identify that as being something to be worried about which mm. is understandable because it's a you know it's a theme that a lot of people make art about at that age but also i don't think i really even got I don't I don't know what I was getting out of making that work because I I was sort of copying down phrases from you know brilliant feminist art kind of critics mm-hmm. or whatever you know talking about um you know uh, how you know there's more you know so many more representations of nude women in mm-hmm. in galleries than there are art by when all, all mm-hmm. you know I mean that's slightly separate but that all of the kind of feminism that I was putting into my sketchbooks was not going into my core of my you know like I wasn't I was thinking it but not feeling it if that makes sense maybe you thought you there was this kind of maybe idea behind like that you might if I'm doing that that means I'm not ill yeah because I don't know I'm really interested in it because actually you know it didn't it it yeah Yeah. I'm really I don't know I don't even know what I thought I was doing making that work when I was, you know, simultaneously, you know, really sort of starving myself, essentially, and being very, you know, very secretive and very unhappy. Yeah, Yeah. well, we we should talk about that. (laughs) Let's discuss that more. (laughs) Because, um, yeah, if you're comfortable to do so. um, Because 
the more I talk with my friends, uh, the more now I've acknowledged my mental health struggles, the more I'm able to pinpoint that it started very young. And, mm. you know, so it is, I think it's helpful. And hopefully, you know, obviously at that time, maybe teachers weren't aware that let's, you know, hoping today, you know, obviously these are, you know, these are hard, it's obviously hard things to pick up, but, um, mm. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not in any way. If there's teachers listening out oh, there, no, 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 I'm no, not no. saying it's up to you to save children. No, from that. no, no. And I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost saying that other like anxiety thing. Like, Please help children. Yeah. Um, no, no. <laughs> it's also because it's you know, it's um, it's because uh, as a ge- as a whole society, we are. It is only just changing to having a vocabulary, to having a discussion. Yeah. Like these, these are so new that you just. Um, that I, you know, uh, yeah, because I talked to my family, like, you know, it, it would have been so interesting if uh, we'd, because I, my best friend um, had an eating disorder as well. And uh, I, um, but I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. Or I didn't know. I just saw illness, you yeah. know. Yeah, and exactly. And I, I, it's very worrying. It's more frightening when you don't have names for things. So that's why talking about stuff, yeah. although I'm not saying you have to have a label for it. I know, we get... I, I saw you in your face. You're like, wait, no, don't, <laughs> you don't have to name things, Ellie. No, um, no, no, no. I'm, you, I'm, I'm you, like, you don't yeah. have to. Some people find labels really helpful. Yeah, Some yeah. people find them limiting or problematic. Totally. It doesn't totally. matter where you fall on that spectrum. Yeah. But the fact that we talk, just having language at our disposal for yeah. the kind of mental health issues that we go through totally. is. I wish I'd had more yeah. education on that, and, or or just yeah. you know, seeing other people talking about it more. When I was younger. Because the nature of it is very secretive, as Absolutely. you just said. I have this anxious disposition to always make sure I've asked someone how they're doing. And I think you've been at my house for like two hours, no, an hour and a half, and I haven't actually said, how are you, Ellie? How are you today, I am, Ellie? I am your well, day? Yeah. I am well yeah. today. I think um, that question for me is always uh, a mixture of physical and like yes. mental feelings and, yes. and experiences because as it probably is for everyone um but um I have got a few physical health problems that mean that when someone says how are you my instant thought is like which parts of me hurt today totally. <laughs> it's a whole other world to this mental health conversation mm. um so just for the record could you uh, explain what, yeah 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 what what's what is wrong what's with wrong with it <laughs> um, so I have uh, a sort of uh, what's what's called joint hypermobility syndrome um it's very closely related to Ehlers-Danlos syndrome which my brother has and which is there's lots of overlaps but essentially um it's a situation where your connective tissues in your body are just a bit too lax mm-hmm. um and they uh it often for some people it just means you're bendy and you never get any pain and you know there's a lot of gymnasts and and sort of performers out there who it's been a great benefit to them to have joint health mobility but it becomes a syndrome it becomes a problem if you get pain okay um so for me uh it's resulted in um like hurting myself quite easily and just it almost taking so long to get better and sort of things come back so for example uh i get a lot of wrist pain um and shoulder pain especially as i you know all of my uh, activities or a lot of them involve you know either drawing or um, playing instruments or uh, gardening which is my sort of profession uh, as alongside yes, all we my haven't even art, talked artwork about that, yeah. um uh yes so um i have actually had to stop gardening because of 
the sort of pain elements but I basically have a job where I talk about plants which is uh, which is great although even that um which we've mentioned the reason why I had a bit of a gap after doing my last video Mm. is because I suddenly got really terrible throat pain Mm. which they think was because I was over compensate basically um all of your if you have uh joint hability I can't say it um (laughs) all of your uh a lot of your muscles and a lot of your parts of you are working overtime just to keep you upright so you kind of like it's very easy to be very tense and very you can sort of hurt yourself so they one person I saw for my throat pain was saying you're basically throttling yourself (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know if that's true but that's that's how how he put it and also um, that, like, just going to say, we will take regular breaks yes. and get plenty of water Oh, no, I'm doing really well. well today. So, okay, good, yeah, good. I have got water on hand. Yeah, I know, but um, just, yeah. I, got, I had no idea. So, yeah, so the, this, the situation in your body means, yeah, there's extra compensation all yes. the time. And yeah. also just that, you know, if your joint can go a bit further than it's supposed to, for example, your nerves or your, like I had carpal tunnel syndrome, which mm-hmm. I've had the surgery for, um, which has been partly successful, which is good. Um, I also get really dodgy knees. So I'm that okay. sort of grandma. If we're on any sort of trip or holiday, I'm the one that has to go and sit on a bench while people finish doing the walk. <laughs> um, so it's just stuff like that. Like take the photos. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I do a lot of reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, it, it's, and this has not come quite more recent it's something that i uh it sort of came on after i started doing more physical so i i wasn't doing gardening originally i i originally uh after i left university went into gallery education Mm -hmm. uh so because i did an art school degree Um, (laughs) i'm a lot of different people i'm trying to say um but i went and started running workshops um uh, and sort of teaching people uh mainly large groups of children <laughs> how to how to sew or uh Aww. you know clay or all the things we, yes we can do that later <laughs> um, um but the uh, problem i had with that was that my uh i had sort of latent anxiety problems that came out very strongly whilst doing that to the point where i started having panic attacks right and then eventually uh just had a complete meltdown, I don't know, breakdown, whatever you want to call it, yeah, was maybe, yeah. just, you know, just erased myself from wow. myself for a little while, wow. had to quit everything. Yeah. Um, and then discovered gardening and yeah. uh, sort of doing some volunteering, which was really sort of life giving was part of my recovery. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, great, this this is the new me. I'm going to be a gardener. Yeah. And then, of course, my body was like, uh, nope. uh, so then I started getting all the different pains and yeah, initially yeah. they thought it was just you know aches and pains but stuff never seemed to go away and it yeah. just got worse and I did do a lot of ignoring pain which I can strongly suggest you don't do anyone that's listening well I mean that that's is an epidemic of our times physical, yeah for both for both totally yeah. but it is an epidemic of our times I mean uh, the conversation I have you know I don't know many people who uh can like start to feel pain or start to feel tired and go huh huh I i'm gonna stop. take a break <laughs> yeah. we just don't do that we no. burn out mental and physical um but these things we have they are they're precious and you know mm. we need to look after and so yeah thank you for sharing thank yeah. you for sharing <laughs> no because um i think people need to know yeah. these stories it's well i say this all the time to people that i speak to uh in who are still gardeners now yeah. um you know i 
if they're doing repetitive work, yeah. um, they are at risk of causing themselves, you know, joint problems mm-hmm. and or, you know, all kinds of injuries. And it's exactly the same with, you know, mental health. Like if you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in a situation where you're on your own a lot, mm-hmm. if that's going to be a trigger for you to have problems, mm-hmm. you need to know that. <laughs> you need to yeah. really listen to those I mean, it's so easy to say that, but this is my whole like, my whole life. I've tried to learn this and I'm well, and still learning. Also with some mental health that I remember, I lost a connect. Yeah, I, 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 it's almost like I severed that connection. And I'm sure this is so common between like what... what I'm very prone to pushing through things, mm. which I know so many people are. But like, yeah. so it, it, it's taking me a long time to um trust that connection again because i because it was severed to the point of like yeah having uh, you mean like being able to hear being able to hear what yeah. your body yeah, your, your gut you know like yeah, what your gut absolutely. says or like anything i i didn't have one well, like, i just asked other people yeah. what they thought <laughs> I, I had the same experience trying to learn how to eat normally again oh yeah because i yeah. just didn't know what wow. whether i was hungry or not could we actually go back to that <laughs> so because i feel this is there's a oh, i'm you know uh, again thank you for sharing because we've got a lot to talk about um so that let's let's start at the beginning mm. You're at school. Yes. Um, and loving art. Yes. Baby Ellie obsessively filling sketchbooks. Really? Beyond any real need. And actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I loved school up until the point where we started doing sort of GCC, like assessment. Oh, and I, gosh, I yeah. loved it in a way that was not even particularly productive because I just loved decorating. So every homework we were set, it would have been a 20 minute exercise for everyone else. And I created like a beautiful colour coded, uh, <laughs> glittery, you know, puppy mat, whatever. Like, oh my I, god, I would have loved to be a teacher. No, but it was it got <laughs> to the point where I had a few teachers take me aside. I was like, oh. you need to focus on getting the answers right and not making oh. it beautiful. <laughs> Which, right, but also, know, we have an artist. Yeah, in this no, school. they were. They were no. I did. Yeah. they weren't. They no, were I know cool, what you mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I loved. I just loved making things pretty. Essentially, not pretty. Just you know. Uh, I did a lot of making, yeah, 3D models of things where it wasn't required. Okay. <laughs> I was a nerd, is what I'm trying to say, cool. but an arty nerd. Um, and then it sort of went into um, this sort of GCC A-level time. Mm-hmm. And that sort of, the amount of hours and sort of obsession I was putting into to my homework in a positive way, back when it was just decorating, making it pretty, mm. um, I think became um, quite anxious because I had to, I wanted to, do the absolute but like the perfectionism came in yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was a, a, a mark at the end I know. that meant something added up to this final mark which is sad because it, which it, defined it me somehow yeah but it, it, you know and that's a funny thing about learning is it's like yeah because I'm the same like mm. and I I get I always hated exams at school I think my first breakdown I'm using quotation marks because it wasn't it was just like it's a abiding memory where I couldn't funk I remember yeah. not being able to function was during A levels because yes. I but 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 it's sad in a way, yeah. If the, and I hope schools are more aware of that that being a prone environment for anxiety, all these things mm. to involve. Because yeah, if you do love it, and then you're having to kind of be defined by a mark, yeah. and but also it's about you learning to you learning to understand that that like life is full of ups and downs yeah. and success and failures. But you have to educate kids on that. I think it is schools are in a really hard position yeah. because they themselves are being graded and marked and assessed to the max mm. um and yes it is more in, and more. unfortunately it is in teachers interest because of that um to 
push kids and kids yeah. who push themselves are praised yeah. and that's not a problem if it's moderate yeah um but but if the only messages you're giving people are you know the more work you do the better you yeah. are as a person yeah um, that's you know that may be serving the you know, agenda of getting the best sort of you know league table whatever yeah. but it's not uh it's not serving the the individual child particularly yeah. well it depends i mean so you well, know art's such a subjective thing yeah. as well when you're trying to mark that it and like hard. i remember drama became quite tick boxy and that yes. was kind of hard to cope with because we were like well did you did were you changed by the performance yes. or not like you know i remember thinking that yeah. a lot that it was sort of well, also when you, because I really love, I still love reading and, and sort of stories and doing English literature at mm. school and how you really, I mean, I used to sort of start, I, I think I even wrote this on my exercise book in my sort of punkest moment, like you have to kill something before you dissect it. But it's so Ooh. true, like in order to have the close analysis that was required to you know, get A's. Yeah. Um, you had to, I mean, I, I broke the spines of every book I studied because there were so many notes scribbled on every surface yeah. and every post, you know, like it was, and you, I see kids on the buses now with, with yeah. books like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, if you're enjoying it and that's how you want to learn, that's amazing. Mm. Um, but if you're doing it because you're told that's how you learn, mm. that's very different. Or you're cramming or you're yeah. like, yeah. And, and how weird for, for something that came as a result of a sort of creative drive that's probably very different to that behavior you know yeah. like possibly the the opposite you know the the i mean my my both my parents are my my dad is a writer my mum is a photographer yeah, yeah. um and my dad especially talk has talked a lot to me about the importance of dream time like dreaming creative oh, dreaming time that. which he told me when I was, you know, in the midst of cramming and, you yeah, know, have it. Yeah, but really he, great. I mean, I, I remember it. So it obviously went in, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't. Well, you're getting a mixed message. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of messages. So, yeah. yeah. And um, you're also, you know, going through your own stuff. So, yeah. and so when, yeah, when did the eating Yeah, so start? that definitely kicked in pretty much around, I think, the GCSE time, end of GCSE. Right. And then got really bad when I went into sixth form because I think I had... I built up what sixth form was going to be like in my head as a as a sort of saviour paradise like thing that that would happen that would make everything okay again because I was going through a lot at home as well yeah. and then you know working way too hard and and being way too hard on myself at GCSE mm, time mm. and just thinking if I can only get through these exams mm. I will be okay I'll be wearing my own clothes which you I mean I got chills just then saying that you have no idea how important it is to me to be able to express myself with clothing I know that sounds really no. you know petty or something like no. shallow but it's no, it you know for, for some people for a lot of people it's it's so powerful to be able to dress in a way that's truthful to how you feel and which I think will change every day encouraged more to, yeah, to they embrace that absolutely. and not get old. so I, I basically was like Six form is coming. I will be out of my uniform. I'll be wearing all the wild, mad things that I have found and made and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm only doing art and English and drama. Yeah. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. And, and, you know, parts of it were. Yeah. But a lot of it was like, so you thought you worked hard in GCSE. Well, let me tell yeah. you this. And it just, you know, the 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 realisation that, you know, nothing had changed. Is that I was just wearing my own clothes by more workload and none of the problems I was going through had gone either and I think that moment of you know having 
got through, you know, jumped out the frying pan into the fire almost. It just sort of, you know, it pushed me over the edge. And I was, you know, I, I, it was pretty like sudden. I sort of dropped weight quite considerably. I'm, I'm really, I don't really want to talk about numbers because I no, think no, no, no. at the time that I was ill, I always used to sort of listen to people talking about weight right, in a way right. that was unhealthy. So yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want anyone listening no, who no, is maybe in that all, place. No. So yeah, not going to talk about, you know, how much I did or didn't weigh. No, um, no. But yeah, it, I, I became unwell visibly yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, luckily, uh, I think through a combination of having really sort of like um, caring parents and yeah. also friends who um you know were really knew knew me um and oh, yeah. knew what I was you know what I should have been like and that sounds awful but you know this idea of we talked about this before that for me you know I love you know I love being silly I love making fun of things I love mm. laughing at mm. stuff dressing mm. up as clown or whatever for excellent like, life choices I, yeah like love it that's that's not the only thing I do, but yeah, no, <laughs> I but am it's not a clown. But yeah, gosh, like we need being it. silly and being you know, silly. like whatever, just um, that finding the fun, finding the fun, what you finding do. the fun is is something that is like brilliant for me. Yeah, and I lost my sense of humor oh, completely. Yeah, we were talking about this, and this to is me, that is that's awful. the canary down down the mine. Yeah, um, yeah, if, yeah. If your sense of humor is gone, especially if you are someone who usually is quite joyful or laughs quite a lot. Mm. You, that's a big warning sign that something's wrong and I, I I didn't just lose it I mean I really like nothing registered as even joyful <laughs> let alone yeah. funny um, yeah. and so luckily you know I had a lot of people basically making various types of interventions wow. of various sort of um kinds that were you know kind um totally. and I went to a uh something called uh Overeaters Anonymous which is for all eating disorders I know that the title doesn't make that sound that way but it's basically like AA but for eating disorders um and that was really powerful uh because I heard these same thoughts that I was having spoken through the mouths of people in their 60s who had lived a whole life feeling that way and all and everywhere in between like people you know I mean I was one of the youngest but I wasn't the only young person there yeah um and hearing those thoughts come through other people's mouths and seeing just the utter destruction and pain of that life lived with those thoughts um, made me see them as something to challenge. So it didn't, didn't make, didn't cure me like that, but it just made me think, wait, hang on. This, this, this is not a pretty picture that I'm seeing in front of me. Like the, the kind of the path I'm on now leads to a very troubled life Mm. that, you know, I may not be able to avoid because Mm. for some people you can't, you can't ever shake that off, you know? And actually I, I I strongly feel that um, I, I feel that I have recovered in in a general sense, but I don't think anyone who has had an eating disorder, well, I don't know. People can correct me on this, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think it's 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 always something you you have to be mindful of. Yeah, and I so think although I feel yeah, I feel like it yeah. is not a a part of my life that is very sort of damaging or problematic at all and yeah. most of the time I feel like I um, have a healthy relationship with yeah. food and my body yeah. but it's still something that I I know I have the capacity to fall back to if yeah. I am not careful yeah um and then sort of got a bit better and actually weirdly one of the things I remember most strongly being helpful to me again clothing related is I 
became really fixated with the uh, some like photographs and images that I found of land girls. Uh, so the land girls yeah. were the kind of women who basically had to go and help with all the farm work that was left undone by all the people, men who went to war yeah. in the Second World yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, there may have been land girls in the First World War, I'm not sure of that. Yes. Second World War, kind of 40s land girls with their head, you know, handkerchiefs up around their heads and their big kind of overalls and yeah. like, you know, and they were they were using their bodies as these brilliant um, tools and sort of um, vessels for for achieving mm. sort of a, a good life, you know, mm. and they were out in the sun and they were um, always laughing and like had their hands over, you know, um, uh, arms over each other's shoulders. And like, yeah. I'm sure their lives were not as picturesque as those photos looked, but <laughs> I basically was like, I need a jumpsuit. <laughs> and I just thought, totally. I need to try and be it's like a Ghostbusters land girl. for me. Yeah. The female oh, Ghostbusters came out recently. I was yes. like, where is my Ghostbusters? Album? Yes. But it, and then the only ones I could find online were like, Short skirts and for, oh, for women's no. ones, and that I anyway, yeah, that's a whole other. No, I, but I yeah, love that. so I, yeah. I, I definitely started, um, because I, I think I lost my my creative fashion sense as well mm. when I was oh, yeah. ill because it I was like, I just you. wore massive baggy jumpers again. None of this is a bad thing, like, people can wear baggy jumpers, oh, but course, it's about yeah. what it means to you. So, totally. for me, yeah, yeah. I went from someone who wore you know, fairy wings and <laughs> fake um, seal uh, scarves oh, and like purple woolly, you know, jumpers. I would have literally like, been in the I, playground staring at you from side like, my, who is that girl? <laughs> I want to be a friend. I wore a lot of weird shit, so I'm trying yes. to say. And I still do now, but yes. I have been through periods of, of life where, you know, I have not been as, as healthy and yeah. that has often, but not always, yeah. uh, coincided with, trying to fit in visually because I'm not I'm not my confident full self mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. and I don't want to be looked at and I don't want to be mm. seen <laughs> well that leads um, as well into because we our new obsession is queer guy uh, queer guy queer guy <laughs> queer guys queer guys That's our new That's, yeah no queer, queer eye, eye. and yes. I think do you know what a weird thing happened when I I watched the first episode I watched it and immediately went and like sorted out my room I like oh. sorted it and like look looked at my clothes and because I because mental health has kind of robbed me of the confidence and the um and the interest in in looking after myself at all aesthetically yes. or like um or or like you're yeah, making sure my environment is healthy and stuff mm. so I can totally yeah relate. which I should say yeah. I wish I'd been kinder to myself about that yeah because actually that's the other side of it is you can't force yourself to be you know more sort of flamboyant or more sort of tidy or whatever it is that you feel you're not doing if you are at a place mentally where you can't do that don't worry about it (laughs) I think this is a big theme like recognize yeah like recognize that it's something you'd like to to change but don't don't hurt yourself about the fact that you can't do that now no um, because yeah it's hard you're you know you're saying a lot of you know and you had amazing support which I'm so Mm. thrilled about um and actually one of your best friends is my sister in love and that's um how we first met um through her and and that you know to hear all about that and I, I mean I remember particular moments where someone would say something like actually it was an art teacher said to me uh that uh you know that that, that I wasn't looking well 
Really? And it's weird because sometimes people would say, oh, you're looking thin. And sometimes they say it in a concerned way, but your brain hears that and it's like, gold star. Yes! <laughs> gotcha. Um, but someone actually phrasing it in terms of health and saying, you're not looking yeah. well. Yeah. You know, do you need to talk? And I didn't talk, but hearing those hearing things, it. like tiny little moments of concern or like, I'm here if you need to talk. Yeah. All of those things uh, from friends as well, you know, like people saying, you know, and, and my parents as well, just starting to say things like, you know, what can we do? You know, that's amazing. And that, yeah. and that it, you open had to, like, they had to keep saying Keep it. saying it. I know. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And that's, um, I think that's important. Because actually yeah. the first eight to 50 times I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm yeah, and my not, best life. And not clamp you down and go, right, <laughs> oh, no, we no. need to, and you it know, because that, like that. that, but I'm not, it was that just can come out of little, a lot of fear yeah. and a lot of, you know, not knowing about this. And so it's like, it's a, uh, yeah. but we need no, to. No, I'm yeah. sure they, if, yeah. I'm sure that they could have been a lot more forceful about it because no, they I were frightened. <laughs> it's it's told, hard totally. to see anyone you love change so drastically but the key is to make sure that that person feels loved yeah. no matter what, no matter what. Feels and feels and safe as much safe, as you can make actually them yeah and obviously yeah. if it gets so unsafe yeah. then obviously oh yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, a, yeah. there comes a point where you yeah, know, yeah. they might have had to have intervened in a more yeah. forced way but i think luckily just through a lot of small conversations and yeah. small moments of getting help and this going to this group um but then i mean i still i went and had um i, I went to university went to art school yeah was quite a lot better but Good. not completely better okay um but was certainly back to wearing you know pirate granny witch costumes and whatever you know like did I you was, feel very yourself i, I felt uni? more more so okay. and it was definitely you know it was definitely amazing to feel like um you know what was i worrying about with all those exams <laughs> like, really? yeah, because, no, yeah, because no, i've yeah, been yeah. told you know well this will affect your entire and life nobody remembers. and then nobody ever asked me again no, literally, literally never kids. again <laughs> do you do i mean no, it depends on the but, field yeah. you're in but yeah. for, for the for the arts i mean i know pretty much yeah, yeah. no one ever cares about yeah, yeah, your yeah. gcc's just yeah. saying it like it is anyway yeah. um the uh yeah went to art school um did then actually do more i did cbt um cognitive behavioral therapy so what triggered you to do that um i think because i was whilst i was better i think living away from home for the first time meaning i was in charge of food (laughs) um and also living with a a partner then at the time who um uh was was a very close and sort of like you know it's my first first proper relationship (laughs) essentially um and um uh i think just things seemed to I didn't I was becoming aware of thoughts that felt quite intrusive yeah um that had probably been there the whole time but I was starting to recognize them as something I didn't want yeah 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 um so I I went and had some CBT so you did I mean just because again I'm thinking of I initiated it you initiated the first time with with the group that I went to it was actually because I had another friend at school who uh had an eating disorder who was more knowledgeable about it and yeah had 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 uh, more experience in her wider family. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So she was already going, and she was like, "Do you want to come?" Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful for for that. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, so the CBT, I I think I spoke to my mum about it and, and decided that that was a thing that that's I awesome, should do. That you um, knew. Yeah. I mean, she might probably. My mum is really good at making uh, an idea of hers 
actually feel like it was my idea, which is a good, a really good skill. That's I can amazing. recommend that. There's quite a few choices I've made in my life where I was like, yeah, that was a really good idea of mine. And then I'll years later <laughs> realize that she surreptitiously left a cutting on my bed wow. about something or whatever. She's good at that. So, And your mum's a photographer. She is a photographer. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yes. So Fantastic. She, yeah, she, she may well have told me to do cbt but she cool. did it subconsciously i don't cool, know <laughs> cool. but i went there and it was but it still was today powerful. i say cbt's people i'm no idea what it is yeah cognitive I've therapy design, yeah. yeah it is it's good stuff well it's basically um trying to retrain your brain yeah to go through different to sort of challenge very very ingrained thought patterns mm. and try and re reroute them a little mm. bit mm. and that uh, makes that sound like magic it is magic it is magic it and is. it is possible it's all yeah. possible no it is it's good it's really good stuff yeah um and yeah so that uh so you kind of got through I our kind of school, got through with school with that and, and I feel like yeah by the time I was um out of uni I was probably about as normal about body and food stuff as the average person in this culture is yeah um, I, of course yeah, I now yeah. feel like I'm probably better than the average person Great. because of having had so many thoughts and experiences yeah. I'm really really aware of the dangers of having unrealistic expectations yeah. around your your body yeah, or yeah, yeah. just you know the, the the kind of the limited um images that you see in the media um or you know just i'm i'm i having been through what i've been through i'm probably more conscious of that than the average person Um, so you're feeling you're feeling you've yeah um grounded in it and in that sense yeah yeah but then then (laughs) then. gallery yeah so i i um was it with the was it the uh the um perfectionism again was it it was it was uh because um the point with running workshops like any sort of teaching um is that you cannot be too prepared um and someone who has enough self-confidence and or experience can say you know what i've done enough preparation i can wing it from here mm, i'll be fine this phrase wing it but i have literally so never i just there's yeah. something about something about the concept of it being teaching Seems to never because of because of a sense of responsibility, a so, sense of yes. wanting to provide the best possible experience for whoever it is in front of you, mm. and that you're basically performing for mm. you know potentially hours if it's a half a day workshop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just uh, I really enjoyed it at first, mm-hmm. but because I was doing more and more of it in order to make enough money you mm. as a freelancer you have to do as much as you can of course um yeah. and then eventually got a, a job um permanently in a in a gallery um but just because of who I am <laughs> I think or at yeah, least yeah. the the way that perfectionism expresses itself for me yeah um it just got to the point where I was ne- I just never felt like I I took on too much for me yeah and then also wouldn't let myself just do an okay job of anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just went on for a long time. And again, I didn't listen to the warning signs that my body and my, you know, I don't know. What it's like, not yeah. an act of choice. Also, no, I know. It, it's it not like I was a... like, I can hear you, <laughs> but I'm going to ignore it's, you. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, the patterns you were just talking about, about amending them to make them good. It's these patterns yeah. that then become so normal. Yes. This idea of like, oh yeah, well, you're never supposed to feel good about yeah. anything. You're never, oh God, I'm supposed to walk away from everything, eating myself yeah. on the side. I'm and, supposed yeah. to wake up every morning and have 
a few seconds of feeling okay and then like a wall wall of horror hit you totally and I am responsible for everybody's (laughs) happiness and everybody's learning in the room and one thing goes wrong and it's all over yeah exactly (laughs) I'm probably projecting because I went through this (laughs) no but the thing is is there are people that I'm not saying that probably if I'd really really wanted to with enough CBT and enough like support I might have found a way past all of that to be able to teach in a way that was healthy for me possibly yeah but I didn't I, I got to the point where it had gone too far I hadn't got any help for it I hadn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the panic attacks and all of that were just you know no longer something I was able to hide it yeah, was just yeah, getting yeah. getting up and I think you definitely at any point in you could you could learn to be back yeah. if you want to there may even you, come you know. a time I'm sure when I'm a sort of wizened uh, <laughs> sort of more sanguine character oh my gosh. I'll become a Yoda like figure teaching to hundreds of people and I won't even that's an island, island. so that day may come and I Exciting. look forward to it but I wasn't there so that, no no that no and so much stuff is hitting you and also it's a very vulnerable time and again we don't talk about this enough but like you're leaving uni entering mm. into the real world it's a pressured time it's, yeah. it, there's a lot going on not only if you're putting pressure on yourself in your job you're everyone's putting pressure on everybody to yes. kind of like be right what Now's are you doing <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so true so, so yeah, so I, I I just it got out of really hand. Um, I don't know if it got quite as bad as the time with eating disorder because, okay. um, well, felt less like a sort of chronic moment with okay. the eating disorder, which seemed to just suddenly like explode. Whereas the eating disorder felt like it sort of um, really just sort of explosively happened very quickly and became quite bad yeah quite suddenly yeah um the uh panic attacks and sort of anxiety disorder issues that I was having mingled in with times when I was enjoying being doing teaching so it wasn't as black and white as Mm. you know now I'm ill it Mm -hmm. was like some of this is okay Mm -hmm. some of this is I'm being praised for what I'm doing and I'm loving the experience of sharing creative ideas and skills and things like that yeah that's interesting yeah so the yeah so anyway the um uh I did eventually just have to quit the gallery work well so did uh, the panic attacks themselves were they happening um before and after you do a session like how did it usually usually in it was the preparation it's really interesting to me that it was I think it's almost I'm only just thinking this now Um, it's almost like what it feels like to prepare for an exam because there's a timed thing at the end in which you have to perform your absolute best yeah but you have infinite time beforehand to obsessively try and plan for that even though you will not have much control over some of the circumstances on, mm-hmm. on the day. So that something about that model doesn't sit well for me or I don't respond very well to it. Mm. Whereas it's not performance itself that frightens me. I wasn't afraid of standing up in front of people no, no. because although I get a little bit nervous like anyone does yeah, yeah. going on stage, I, I love being yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not afraid of performing. Um, I'm afraid of... I'm not afraid... I... I, I, I generate huge amounts of anxiety where there's lots of lots of preparation that I could do and I and infinite and like whereas with performing songs you know you either know them or you don't mm. if you know them mm. you're done <laughs> like mm. <laughs> drink some water that's kind of it there's no mm. real preparation same with a job 
you know, which I'm in now, um, where I'm basically sort of giving lots of advice about plants and, mm-hmm. and selling plants. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real preparation I can do for You never know what questions you're going to get asked. Mm. It's every day is a different day. Mm. And although it's a lot of, you know, being put on the spot and mm. kind of like sudden, I don't like, I don't mind firefighting is what I'm trying to say. I quite enjoy just being put in a situation where yeah. I've just got to rely on my own skills in that situation yeah. to just have a go. Yeah. It's probably maybe a bit like improv. I am that what you, you're smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smile. yeah, well, because I, uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a common family trait, actually, to um, uh, spend all your time preparing for something mm. and not living a life. Yes. Um, and I think... Uh, it's something I've had to we've all helped each other actually and we all do we're all doing way better at it because we're yes. all really open about it with each other now That's so is wonderful. it being like yeah that um it's not um it's just a it's a it's a fear thing and it's a um security thing and that yes. actually um it's again we were talking about this earlier a lot of my therapy has been exposure therapy to kind of exposing myself to a situation that I think might go wrong and then mm. realizing it won't go that wrong yeah. and I think so for me well, yeah well, even if it does go it, wrong well yes it's never no, as bad as you I mean hurting yeah. even if I, and it could be the worst it yeah. could be your worst nightmare and then it's fine it's and fine then it's you... a great story for later <laughs> oh comedy gold that's how I survive everything comedy gold it's just material you guys <laughs> yeah but and and I guess and also linking it and linking it to positive attributes in yourself in that you you it shows you care. It yes. shows you um, oh, yeah. you really care about it, and uh, and trusting that you, yeah, you can um, that you have these abilities within you, and you can. I think for me, yeah, now I have to like uh, give it like a, a time slot and go. Yeah. I will only do this amount yeah. of prep for this. I will because of the way I've been <laughs> built in my brain. Like I will, it'll creep into my thoughts, you know, yeah. the day and stuff. And I will, I do tend to get really intensely into things, but it doesn't uh, bother me as much. And if I am, um, and then a focus on something else, then mm. it, it draws me. But in. that sort of the obsessive kind of perfectionist mm. dry, dry element mm. um, can be, you know, can be good. Mm. in the right situation with the right sort of support or self-awareness um it can help you produce fantastic stuff or Mm. help you become an expert at something um and actually knowing myself a little bit better now and knowing that um i I don't do well where there's lots and lots and lots of build-up for a timed thing yeah yeah, but i do do well where i'm just thrown into the time thing with no preparation yeah yeah or Lots and lots of preparation, but no timed thing. So it's a zine or a, you know, yeah, make yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's essentially like coursework. I can just yes, love spend course. loads of hours making something beautiful. Yeah. And then it's just a thing when I'm ready to finish yeah. it. It's a done thing. Yeah. And then I can publish it when I'm ready. It's yeah. not like suddenly I'm there having to deliver from memory this thing or yeah. So yeah. just knowing that about myself has helped me have much less anxiety because I'm not, it's not about avoiding no. obsessively, you know, like I, 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 I will, I mean, having said that, I have avoided the teaching profession, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not, I've not put a, you know, a full stop saying, right, I'll never do that. Totally. I've just said, you yeah. know what, right now. Not for me. I can't do it. Not for me. But I may, again. <laughs> and, it, and, and I think what, what would be really interesting, because actually I am going through this at the moment, so I am doing improv, loving it, mm. and getting to the stage where I'm about to do an improv show. 
and uh, I'm doing very well in my classes, but right. I know that I know that the performance element of it, and as a performance, it'll sound weird because if I, you know, uh, normally uh, with script on a stage, yeah, that's my comfort zone. Right. But improv is about um, uh, literally responding to everything in the moment. There's you, you, there, there's a certain amount of um, uh, free falling that is so vulnerable and exposing. Mm. You're you're kind of uh, yeah, you're being encouraged to kind of share experience and things I'm not actually that used to um and I can feel it starting to seep up in this like week leading to the show and but in a similar way to what I was saying about your experiences what I think what's helping me a lot is that I know so I, yes. I know that I am prone to this I have had the self-reflection to go yes. uh to not let it suffocate me but to go okay Jen what's going to happen to you is yes. that you are gonna you're gonna feel those hangs in your chest and you're going to feel that pressure like an exam because it, it, yes. it will define whether I pass the level or not so Got that's it. it's got an exam it's element very much that's what it is actually <laughs> I am sweating just yeah. hearing this <laughs> no, but that's what I just realized but also getting really comfortable with the fact well if I don't pass it that's fine yeah doesn't define my abilities no. to do it but all the but I I know like a bit so I have to go through I, I'm not avoiding it but I'm going and I and also I just to just to confirm what you were saying as well, it's not. It's about what's right for me now. I quit improv last year because of my mental health. Right. So I recognised I was suddenly put... Um, I loved it, but I was so unwell that I, I was realising how unwell I was doing mm. it because I loved it so much and I couldn't do it because I was like... Right. Shut, uh, <laughs> shut down. So therefore, I knew that I could not uh, do it for a time. Yeah. But now I've come back to it. So it's just this interesting go. thing. It's not of, about, yeah. it's not avoidance if you're saying, for now, no. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. it's avoidance. You're like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or maybe for some people, never again is okay. Like, I think, well, this is an interesting debate, isn't it? It's an idea of like, do you, you know, you don't, I don't think people, anyone wants to live in fear of, even though we've got loads of fears in our life that come up on a daily basis, uh, I think, yeah, it's an interesting one. But it, it but also, <laughs> yeah, because I thrive off being at in my uncomfortable zone. Mm. Whereas for a lot of people, that would be so much stress that yeah. why, why would you put yourself under that? Well, I, I, to me, I think about it in terms of sustainability which i know is a word that has so other true. meanings yeah <laughs> many meanings i think it actually was my partner who, who said this yeah that, um it's really good to try and have uh, rather than a monoculture of the one thing in your life that you put everything into yeah. and defines who you are yeah and if it goes well you're incredibly high and and like joyful yeah. and if it's not going well you you know it's terrible everything is bad um what you need is uh, an ecosystem where there's lots and lots of things which you value reasonably equally you know whether it's um different hobbies friends family pets uh many different interests in terms of you know some of them which you might be paid for some of which which you do out of passion you know learning things uh culture that you love like all of those things should be given the sort of the the food that they need <laughs> um, um and therefore if one of those things uh takes a turn you know if a relationship ends or somebody passes away yeah, yeah, or yeah. you lose your job or yeah. whatever thing even if it's just you don't pass that exam or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. if that happens 
you've got all these other things that will still be okay. Um, yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, there have been times in my life where I have had that monoculture approach to mm. um, whether it's, you know, teaching um, or, or other things mm. where I've been like, right, this is me. This is who I am. I'm putting everything in this. Mm. I still had friends and family and all oh, these yeah, other yeah, things, yeah, course, but I wasn't yeah. seeing them as as important. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. well, that's the peripheral stuff that I do occasionally yeah. when there's a break between the real time, which is the work time. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. it's the same with, you know, some people have it with relationships, you know, yeah, and, and we've, yeah. probably a lot of people have been there where yeah. this relationship is everything to mm-hmm. you. And if there's a problem in it, it suddenly becomes, you know, your world ending, um, which, you know, that is a feeling that is is sometimes unavoidable. So I'm not saying you know, you failed if that's an totally. experience. But be aware when it's going well yeah. that you still need, like, you know, it's really important to value and give time to all the things in your life, even when that thing that you, you know, that person you love or that job that you love is going well. Yeah. So, because oh, that's... Totally, totally. You can't suddenly turn to all the other things no, having no. ignored them all for ages no. because, well, you can, you should, but it won't work as well. You need yeah. to be valuing everything you know, well. And we need to teach that. I think that's so beautiful. And that has made, that. I need to hear that because I, yeah. I... Oh, I need to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I think also uh, c- combining that, like the, the, did you, the, an ecosystem, did you say? Yeah. So it's like an ecosystem of like, and that is just, yeah, so that then everything is feeding each other. And, and also you're a yeah. complex being. And I think what I, as being such a monoculture, my god I mean like awfully so <laughs> I have oh, benefit so much so benefited hugely from eking that away and uh, and doing that but then all and also I would say within that to quote my beloved RuPaul yeah. um yes. if you can't love yourself then you can love somebody else within an amen I gotta get an amen <laughs> with it within that this wonderful ecosystem this this um relationship with you with mm. you yourself and uh, and uh, having your back uh, is yes. something that like will then make all those connections and all those um, passions and all those work and everything you do so much more fruitful because because yeah because that's um, well you're valuing the central part in all of that which is yeah. you know how you're doing <laughs> yeah but, but that that is hard when we are yeah. in a cult where we are taught not to have a relationship with ourselves not no. to kind of uh yeah it's a very funny thing and I think it um yeah it's 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 your yeah. constant yeah. while you're here you're here yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. Exactly. so it's like you have to and we can be the nastiest people to ourselves as we're learning yes. so in terms of your job um yeah, probably I, I uh, from what I know of anxiety and panic attacks you were starting to beat yourself up for having them and yes. starting to get into a whole spiral of resenting that yes part of well life. just feeling an utter failure um mm. because here I was doing well at a job that I was you know doing tra- well tra- yeah <laughs> like the, this yeah. you know what I mean I, you come through art school and got a job involving yeah. art I, it's I mean that's a miracle in yeah. itself um and yet here I was seemingly felt like I was sabotaging it but through means you know well, through, this through, is an through, that's an through things work. I couldn't even control it will end Some, exactly something in me was 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 it felt I felt ang- yeah it, there's a lot of anger around that because you 
you don't want nobody wants to respond to any situation in a way that makes it worse well and also <laughs> no totally and, and that's, that's what a, i was doing <laughs> and also the um the misconception that if you're doing well you can't have a mental health problem i think you yeah. know we really recently we've had a highly prolific um successful you know in air quotes like you know huge people uh, kill themselves and, yeah. and and people trying to talk talking about them being not being able to understand and i think yeah. you know so this uh because then if we get rid of that confusion that that's yes. probably a helpful thing i definitely point. think so well the thing for me that has been uh i've learnt <laughs> through hard trial and error um, yeah I mean, it's amazing of, well amazing. the the thing that, that yeah that i find valuable to try and um understand is that um success for me is mental health meaning I love that like my mental health if I am well <laughs> I'm doing well oh you're gonna make me cry no but I know no, that's so I... trite to hear that and I'm really it's sorry not. if it comes across it's in a cheesy not. way but it's it's really hard to remember it but actually the the problem the biggest the biggest problem that I've had through having had several kind of seeming kind of meltdown kind of breakdown yeah, crisis yeah. moments whether it's the eating disorder with the pank attacks because of you know when I was doing the teaching um and then you know a few more when I was in other kind of jobs trying to find my way you know yeah. um and then again more recently having had the health crisis which means oh, that I had 100%. to change you know having thought I'd found yeah. you know a job that would make me okay yeah. you know and then that goes wrong the thing that I um now have to recognize is that um if I if I have to stop something, if I quit something because it's making me ill, whether it's physically or mentally, that is a really successful, smart thing to have done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I may have lost a salary, but you know, uh, I what else can you do? Like you you have to praise yourself for the choices that are preserving yourself. Yeah, you well, know, good, whatever I mean, that you is. can't do the job if you're not no, there to well, do it. And know? also. You know, you can't be a good friend or a good partner. Yeah, yeah, can't be yeah, yeah. any of the things that you want to be if, yeah. the, you know, if you're not looking after yourself. So all of those times where I was like, oh, but I was doing so well. And then X happened. Yeah. And now I'm a failure. It's like, no, the, the failure would have been to push yourself even further. I know. Until you'd had a crisis that you couldn't come back from. I know. And I haven't touched wood had that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I hope that having had the experiences I've had that I've, I'm, I'm better now at, um, you know, valuing the ecosystem, valuing the fact that I'm lots of different things. Yeah. Um, I'm not just one thing uh, that, you know, if that goes wrong, everything is broken and I'm a failure. Like, yeah. you've got to be like, yeah. And even if it's what you love to do, like yeah. Felicity Ward, um, amazing comedian, yes. you know, I was it, Susan Kalman's actually started a podcast all about her depression and having yes. people on, which is wonderful. And Felicity Ward said in at the end of it, and it's really reminding me of what you're saying, is that she's now, at the moment, she has to make a choice that she can only gig three times a week. Brilliant. And she's also, you know, in an industry where, you know, she's got her fellow colleagues, they're gigging all the time, taking yeah. on this, that, this and that. And and then also saying stuff about even coming over to England and uh, sometimes she's like, oh, would I have been able to do 
more career things that maybe I want to tick off my list in Australia and then mm. she's like well I met my husband yes. and um, I've made so many amazing friends and she's, she's just amazing uh, if you haven't yes. heard Felicity no, Ward we love Felicity Ward <laughs> um, but she yeah and I think that may, it makes a lot yeah. of sense that you um, and I, I mean honestly it gives me shivers to like um, hear you say that because uh, that has been an abiding thought in my mind and I've mentioned it to others where I'm like uh things I used to really worry about uh because I've been in such a dark place uh if I if I can feel like um I don't know how to, what the exact words are because there's all sorts of, we're not trying to be happy and we're not trying no. to be this or that but it's like if I can go through life a little bit freer yeah. of kind of the, the 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 traps and the cycles and everything I was in I mean, if I've got that, honey, yeah. I mean, Success. thank you, Lord. <laughs> I mean, think, yeah, because you just, no, you know, and it's, it's true. Uh, yeah. So, and is there anything you could, in your darkest times, um, uh, anything that maybe you could say to others who might be going through something similar? Um, uh, just, uh, that might, that's a really vague question, but yeah. just anything where, well, well, we have this resource kit. So, you know, people podcasts books uh experiences anything that just is a light at the end of the tunnel for you or or when you were in your darkest times you could you could you know well i don't know i feel because i've already talked about the land girl thing (laughs) which is amazing by (laughs) the way yeah but but genuinely um i think finding uh doesn't even have to be a one person like it doesn't have to be a role model but finding Finding people or communities that are expressing themselves or, or sort of living their lives in a way that gives you a sense of hope or, or joy. Like, I know it's hard to feel hope or joy when yeah. you're oh, in yeah, that yeah, place. Yeah. So this is not, you know, if it's possible to keep your eyes out yes. for other ways of living and being yeah. that might be quite radically different to yeah. every type of life that you have seen in your growing up or whatever yeah. and um, and breaking out of that thing of what people define yes. you as and that's a really fine thing yeah. to do because um I mean believe it or not I set off uh, for agricultural prospectuses when I was in sixth form as part of my maybe I'll run away and be a farmer yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. just because I was like I have to you know I have to feel better about my body yeah I have to find a way to relate to my body that is just slightly more happy or, yeah. or or just sort of product like real you know like real, the yeah. bodies are are here to allow you to do fantastic things you feel, feel an pleasure alternative to, yeah like, so like yeah. seeing I mean you know but it could be you know even wilder than that like just l- try and seek out um people who have lived lives that are just wildly different to everything that you've grown up hearing about because cool. not to say that you should therefore go run away and no, like join that. the circus or anything like that, but just realising that there are so many ways of living mm. um, that are beyond your understanding mm. even, but mm. certainly beyond the quite limited palette of opportunities that might have been presented to you as these are the different ways that you can to be, do life, be yeah. you, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it might... Yeah, it might be linked into things like, you know, because I, we've talked a little bit about this already, um, identifying as being by class, which is what I was I'm going to say now. I was just thinking about um, this as you were talking. Yeah, that yeah. the, um, uh, not having really 
um, joined in in the sort of wider spectrum of the sort of LGBT yeah. IQA. I think I missed the A out plus. Yes, yeah, yeah asexual, a very really under yeah, underrepresented. Yeah. yeah, so not on. You yeah, know what I mean, I know, yeah, yeah, they need I mean, more voices. Yeah, I want to meet more. We, we, we're not speaking for women, but no. yes, no. Um, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> me and you are the worst because we're so like so not offending anybody please please we love you all we yeah but no that um, having not really uh, I'm still still start just only now really in the last couple of years starting to feel like I can allow myself to like be be invited to that space yeah even though I've been fancying girls since I've been fancying. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, but if you didn't, yeah. You, but the thing is, it's this whole yeah. thing of queer enough, you know. Like, if oh you're God, not, if, you're, if you haven't sort of joined that exact camp of, you know, what that looks like and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that everybody is policing you in that way. Some people might, but most people are not. Yeah. But you yourself may be trying to, you know. I certainly was like, well, you know, I'm not. I'm not entirely gay by any stretch of the imagination. You know, like I, I uh, you, you are what uh, you yeah. are. So yeah. it's and the exciting that, thing is, is to be able to stand there and go, "This is what that looks like." Yeah, actually, actually, it looks like this, looks and like it this. looks like that, yes. and it looks like yeah, 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 exactly. But, but I that, know what you mean. It takes, yeah. I, especially if you're coming to terms with your own sexuality. Is and mine came quite late in mm. life, uh, and so that takes time. Yeah, it takes time. But I just going back to the whole looking for other ways yes. of living. That's yes. what I. I'm not saying you know, in your darkest time, go, go to Pride. That's no, exactly what she's saying. What I'm saying. Pride's amazing. Uh, I, no, I just mean, um, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. whatever wider world that's out there that you haven't experienced yet, not to say that, you know, you will be in a position to march into those spaces confidently when you're very yeah, low, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you won't be. Yeah. But just to start to put feelers out and feel okay about, like being curious about all these different ways of being. Well, do you know that's interesting because Bryony Gordon, who's um, she came out uh, as um, uh, suffering with OCD and pure O, she's a journalist, and she actually uh, it was her book, finding her book in a bookshop, that made me realise I was suffering from pure O. Right. Um, and basically, I remember seeing in my darkest time seeing um, that she'd organised these mental health like community get-togethers to like yes. go to a park. Anyone who's like, you know, going through anything, come join. Yeah. We go for a walk because yeah. walking's good, you know, getting out of your Nature, brain. Man. Nature. <laughs> I did, didn't go. Okay. I couldn't go. No, exactly. But knowing it was there was amazing. Powerful. Was really powerful. Absolutely. And maybe I'll go one day, but like, uh, so yeah. I think what, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not about exactly that. It's yeah. not about. You know, joining all the clubs or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely not. You no, may this is what you're not saying. be able to leave your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but just but like allow in, yourself to be expansive and curious yes. in any way you can, even if the smallest little Google search or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the internet is amazing for doing that, for allowing people to to quietly join a room as a sort of silent, sort of and curious hear personal stories. Yeah, and yeah. hear personal stories, whether it's people who have you know gone through similar things to you and then everything's changed or maybe it's just totally different like somebody on the other side of the world who has all these amazing skills or or knowledges about you know their part of the world which you know nothing about yeah um 
I don't know. I don't know how how to put that. But it's just. It, no, I think I know that what you're the, the um, I've done quite a lot of volunteering as yes. therapy. Yes. Tell, tell me <laughs> just about like, that. For example, the gardening stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just helping out at uh, this place called Strawberry Hill House. If anyone Very wants to go nice. and visit, it's like a little heritage site with a nice little garden. Um, and uh, yeah, so I actually have volunteered there twice, uh, and both times it was initially just a pure way of getting me out of my brain and like pulling weeds out of the ground and just sort of you know it was not much was expected of me in that situation I've done other wood cultural volunteering for the same purpose which was um you know get get me out of my head just get me anywhere (laughs) I did yeah I went I went to Nicaragua and did um uh ICS which is international citizenship service i believe correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i'm gonna go with that i don't know uh, but we that's for 19 to 25 year olds okay uh, still operating still operating i believe okay. yeah and it's um just a way of uh getting sort of part funding to go and get involved in really amazing long-term um projects whether it's uh, about sort of improving sanitation or water access Mm -hmm. or uh, trying to tackle deforestation and sort of helping people, you know, start nurseries for trees. I did a bit of that. Um, And the the amazing thing about that is that they are not one of those sort of exploitative gap yard kind of like (laughs) um, you go off for six weeks and you pet some elephants at home. Um, Those charities are, you know, they are embedded for years and years yeah, in those yeah, yeah. specific communities. So there are people working as charities that are obviously from that region. Yes. Uh, yes. As well as the people who may have come from other countries. So it's a it's a really um long term sort of integrated, sustainable wonderful, um, yeah. Series of projects. Fantastic. Or at least that's their aim. That's what I experienced when I was there. Yeah. Um yeah, so going there was amazing. And I'm incredibly brave, I have to say. I, yeah, yeah, I was shitting myself, I'll be yeah, honest. Because I'd yeah. never really left Europe. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and was I didn't know any Spanish <laughs> yeah. so that but that was that was a good way of um yeah again just sort of trying to get myself out of my head and into you know being part of something bigger than yourself That's which can be can be a wild sort of big gesture like that or it could be just I mean, it sounds really silly, but just following a few people online who you're like, what is yeah. that? And do I want to know about that. This might sound even more like, I don't know if I'm going to say wanky, but like, it's in like, sure, we'll but it's in our, you, just back, just very quickly back to improv nerves again. Um, do you know, something really helped me, because you said being a part of something, and even if you're not, you haven't found like a tribe yet or anything like mm. that, if you suffer with a lot of anxiety... Uh, it's honestly helped me so it might it might help you it might not but this idea we like of just remembering we are all one like literally everybody in the world yes we are for me if like AIDS thing if we if I imagine that, that we are this massive yeah ecosystem we're all connected we are all we are each other yeah it's a mental thought but to yeah. me it makes me then less like oh my god like I stand out like a sore thumb and all my problems are like I can't cope and yeah. because we're so the way humans operate is so funny because we're so good at appearing confident when we're yes. not it is you look at everyone else in the room especially if you're suffering a mental health issue you just look at everyone and you're just like yeah. you've got life sorted 
Yeah. You got it down. Well, it's, it's yeah. exactly the same as if you're starting to recognise, you know, attractions that are not heteronormative. Oh, of and course. you look around the room, you know, as a teenager and you assume... I because, know. <laughs> because, you know, you you have already got these preconceptions yeah. about what queer looks like. You're yeah. like, I'm the only one. And actually, you're almost always not. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what room. I mean, some rooms are definitely very straight. But, you know, wow. that feeling of being alone in your experiences yeah. is only there because of, you know, of, pre, you know, misconception. Misconception. Like you, as yeah. you say, like, we... Uh, are surrounded by people who are, you know, who have gone through mental health issues or yeah. who, you know, are experiencing attractions which, you know, they don't even have words for necessarily yet. Yeah. Very young. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You, all the time that's happening, you know, as just daily life. That's just a normal totally. part of human existence. And I guess, yeah, you could, like... Um with the broad uh, gender and I love that gender now is just getting non-binary and like what is gender and hopefully like with mental health and sexuality and everything gender you will get we'll get to a stage in the future where like yeah nothing will be presumed and everyone will be ready to kind of just understand that the variety of in this world is huge you know well talking about it is is the only way that's going to happen. And thank, I really appreciate, like, I think there's a really interesting thing to talk about, expanding, because depression, uh, you know, this is not something this, uh, I hope in this podcast we get to talk to people who've gone through all sorts of mental health yes. um, struggles uh, and are going through mental health struggles. But, yeah, this idea that you can get so... Um, internal. Internal, yeah. And just and just even... And, and I'm really... Um, uh, uh, what's the word encouraging supporting yourself and um, this will get to my next question this is the debate question okay but um, <laughs> being giving yourself an achieve like going uh, the smallest thing of if I just if I seek out a story oh my gosh I'm I'm asking for help that yes. that's an amazing thing like yes. that's something and exactly. or as Lisa said in our last episode if I just have to lie down like you were saying if actually I can't do life today. Yeah. I'm going to lie down and look after my brain and body. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's if that's all you can do, then that's that's all you can do. And you should, you know, try and be kind to yourself about that. You may not be able to pat yourself on the back because yeah, that's not how people feel in those situations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also I you can't completely... really reach if you're tense like me. Yeah, sometimes you can't even reach. I'm mobile. I can reach. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't see this. Um, no. Podcast yeah. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours and hours, Ellie, and I hope I talk to you again because I do. I believe we shall talk again. I feel like this might happen, and I'll just bring the recorder out really slowly and be like, ha, another podcast. Gotcha. Excellent. I'm ready. Um, but I may be a different person by then. I Excellent. Will you will be a different person We're by all then. Fluid. And um and yeah, and just uh looking after yourself and just hearing about you know all the different stages of kind of um mental health discoveries in your life and then um and it sounds like this really learning this really good relationship with yourself where you're like ah haha I need to do this now and also and acknowledging that life will throw things at you that you don't expect I really hope that anyone who does repetitive work uh physically yeah um, yeah 
listens to people like me saying watch out be careful and also that you come into life and you're giving your all to life and you are coping with something that most people just take for granted that they can do that they can walk in they can wake up and not feel any pain in their wrists or you know like not have this thing not have to put wrist splints on even in sweltering heat you guys (laughs) I'm not wearing today but yeah it's not a good look I I bet knowing you 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 have customised them I am not yeah I really need to do that that's such a good idea oh my god yes. I have not done that <laughs> um so very quickly um uh so this came up with Lisa and I just want to quick talk so I a question I put on my original pitch for this was um what are you most proud of in your um in your recovery journey mm. now the word proud is interesting I think what I've worked out since we had this discussion which was really interesting um as I think I picked it because one of my main mental health issues is uh was self-esteem and that actually if anyone doesn't know it can it is bracketed off on mine's website as its own yeah. the high very low self-esteem chronically low chronically yeah, low it's really really yeah. And do you, did you dangerously that, I've read that I've come read, into your well not, definitely I think that anxiety is almost always connected to self-esteem and also for me eating disorders right, were yeah. but I think for some people they're not so there's a big spectrum out there okay um, yeah so I don't want to speak for anyone else but no, yeah no, no. self-esteem definitely is is sort of connected to lots of things well and it was interesting that my therapist actually narrowed into it and said actually Jen I think if we tackle this Mm. that might help everything else that you're going through pride being proud of something so you for you would it be the it's been helpful to I think you said it actually we were talking about it you said um uh success for me is my mental health yeah and um I it's been helpful as someone who thought very little of themselves, yeah. as uh, everyone does. Um, but well, like, yeah, not, everyone, not everyone. Sorry, <laughs> this is what, this is. I love. I think I'm gonna unpick this, and we can we could do a really hilarious episode where we we strip down Just, all the anxious moments yes. of us being like, but we. Sorry. <laughs> Let's do that. I think we should. I think that'd be wonderful. Um, <laughs> Not everyone, yeah. Not everyone. Uh, some people. Uh, are you okay? Um, I'm L-B- gonna leave L-B-T- now. L-B-T-I-F- <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're talking about things that you, you yes, whether so, it's about being proud of something. Yeah. So or I think it just. I. It's become helpful, something. It's become something I've said because. Uh, I uh, to to understand as well that if you're kind of looking after your mental health, it doesn't mean you're stepping away from something you should be doing. Mm. That actually, it's um uh, an achievement in itself to be um learning to cope with it and all this sorts of stuff. Lisa, um, and I totally get her point. Is that she said that um I I don't find that helpful word. It's I think I don't feel like I have achieve something and I and basically it got to the nub of like not wanting anyone to feel if they are struggling like really mm. struggling and lost that they're not getting through it oh I'm yeah. now suddenly recovering and when yeah. I say it's not like my it's not like I f- I'm fixed I'm not I'm no. I still have really dark, I had a really dark day a couple of days ago yes crying all day um do you know what I mean Ooh, yeah no. <laughs> so as in like yeah, so I'd be very interested to hear if if you think that question is helpful, if you if you do feel proud of yourself, if you think it could be phrased better. I think the key, the impetus for me was to just make feel people feel um like, you know, uh it is uh 
a worthy investment to be looking mm. after. And in terms, yeah, just tell me, what do you think? I, it's interesting because I completely understand reservations about the idea of, um, you know, being proud of mm. any part of your mental health recovery because actually it is life and death. Like it's yeah. not, it's not a luxury thing that you've achieved like an A star, you know, like no. it's, it's, it's just, you know, everybody's trying their best. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, that attempt to, you know, to, to live and, and be okay ish is, yeah. is not a choice that, I mean, it, it is a choice, obviously it is yeah, a choice yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to live. Yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, being proud of something, I guess, maybe that language implies that you um, have, you know, excelled. Yeah, <laughs> and actually that whole, maybe that whole language of, of success and excelling and all of that is, is problematic when you're talking about something that's just life and death, really, yeah. ultimately, or yeah. at least is about, you know, the, the most important kind of essential basic thing that you could be sort of engaging with <laughs> yeah um, and everybody has to do it whatever yeah. wherever you're at even if you have never had a mental health concern which probably is quite a rare thing really if yeah, yeah yeah um yeah so I don't think I don't think you're wrong to ask that question but it's interesting to un- unpick it yeah um, having said all of that um I guess I do want to talk about not a, it's not pride but um for me, I'm incredibly, uh, again, grateful is problematic. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure grateful it. I, I like the word grateful. What? Tell me why you think grateful is problematic. Well, because again, you know, it just sort of, there's lots of people out there that will not have, will A, have gone through even worse than me, and yeah. B, not have come back from wherever that is yeah. in the way that I have to a large extent come back from uh, yeah I, I know where so, you go yeah, uh, just yeah the whole thing is is problematic <laughs> problematic but, <laughs> we're but just gonna go into the anxiety yeah this will be featured heavily um, <laughs> from but no I um I'm really maybe maybe interested is a good yeah. word yeah 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 I'm yeah. really the thing that I'm most interested in mm-hmm. when looking at my kind of process of trying to achieve better mental health or or the ongoing <laughs> process of yeah of getting how to look after yourself. yourself. Um, The thing that I'm most interested in is how having had physical health problems more recently. So I've had mental health problems for quite, you know, on and off (laughs) for for Mm. quite a long time. Mm. Um, But having had physical health problems, um, I, it's, it's taught me quite a lot about my mental health. Okay. um, Because the same, um, inability to uh, stop and sort of take breaks or to assess, oh, that hurts. Why is that hurting? Um, you know, when it's, you know, digging or drawing, you know, whatever your thing is that you're doing, um, if that is causing you physical pain, the you know, really you should stop. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least find a new way to do it uh, more sort of um, healthily. Mm. Uh, and like having to learn to be I'm still rubbish at it I still push myself too far all the time that's probably why fail again fail better so I but that that seeing that sort of boom bust pattern happen in a physical way has helped me identify how much I do it 
psychologically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, um, it's made me realise that all of those times where, you know, useful and powerful that these sorts of phrases can be when people say things like, oh, you know, depression is just like a, a cold. It should be, you know, like a head cold or, or you know, like it, it. why should physical and mental health be treated any differently? There should be no stigma. And that's absolutely true. Mm. But I would have this pain any day over the th- mental pain that I have had. Wow. So I, even though it's meant that I've had to quit jobs that I, you know, like the gardening, I've had to stop. I have to be really mindful about, you know, playing any instrument or, or drawing or doing all these things that I love. You know, I, I have to do them very moderately. Sometimes I can't do them at all for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, washing up, chopping vegetables, everything mm. is a kind of careful balance of like, you know, can I do this? Mm. Is it going to be too painful? Despite all of that, um, so much rather have that kind of pain than the, than the mental pain of having a full-on eating disorder or mm. being in the clutches of anxiety attacks mm. or mm. All, mm. all the other things. <laughs> like mm. So although I, you know, there are people who go through more pain physically than me, so mm. that will not be the same for everyone. Mm. But it's definitely made me realise that... Um, Although, yes, mental health and physical health should be treated with equal sort of respect and lack of taboo. Um, it's almost it's almost needs to go further than that and to recognise that actually mental pain, that the pain of being, you know, ill mm. in your... It feels like it's in your soul when it mm. happens. And I yeah. don't even... I'm an atheist. I don't know what yeah, I mean yeah, when I yeah, say soul. Yeah. But, like, it's it's just so... Um, yeah, so awful. <laughs> well, and it fascinates um, me how much it um, in a yeah. affects behavior and your relationships and um, and which physical pain does as well. So I'm not of course I'm absolutely no, not of course, saying because I I would much rather have neither. <laughs> yeah, um, I will, but I think the point was as well that but yeah, they. I can internet. feel I can at my worst darkest times with mental health. Yeah. Um, I had lost all joy in everything. Um, and I, so far, touch wood, in my physical pain experiences, have managed to still, even if it's listening to a podcast or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, I mean, the guilty feminist has got me through Yay. a lot of bad pain days. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are still things you can um, get great joy out of when you're still experiencing physical pain that in my own experience I cannot speak for anyone yeah I was not able to engage with when I was at my darkest mentally so So yeah for me and me alone I have learned that um I can cope with physical pain probably better because I know how much worse I have been in other types of pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's probably surprised you, which is why yeah. Oh, yeah. More that was a, surprising. Yeah. I'm a wuss for pain. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, baby. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But no, yeah. that, so that's not about pride. It's just no. I found that interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and I guess that comes down to, um, to kind of, um, yeah, to be able to reflect on 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 where you were and where you are now yeah and I think actually like I guess when I wrote the question I was kind it's more of a statement to be like please be proud of yourself yes. just like and Lisa said it as well like 
uh, and I all my meditation podcasts say it, you know, like you as you just being without having to do anything mm. is enough. Yeah. And you are enough. And I think so therefore, um, if things fall apart around you and you're feeling like you're losing yourself, mm. um, that's enough today. And you will work on uh, even you just listening to you is, is something to be, yeah, to be, to be recognizing. And I guess, you know, mm. I've, I mean, I'm anyone who knows me knows I'm a sucker for positive reinforcement. and like, you know, like <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. But, um, that's but valuable. It, valuable so. is a better word than proud. Ooh. So like, what, What's what do you value? value? Or like, what do you, I don't know. Cause no, yeah, 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 yeah. Value can, yeah. it is less about, status maybe yes okay pride i'm not sure i like people who are incredibly full of pride yeah uh apart from at pride apart from at pride (laughs) we're getting very confused (laughs) yeah so people who are overflowing that you can have too much pride yeah you can't have too much that like placing value in something value yeah yeah yeah. okay no i like that that's 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 my word i like that a lot (laughs) you'll get a different word from everyone (laughs) i will i will this is so great and this is so exciting because uh uh, i can't wait for you to listen to lisa and listen to more because you what i'm really it's so i'm so lucky to be doing this it's like i am learning every single person i'm going to talk to is offering me something i didn't know offering me um whole new way of thinking mm. um and, and and different things will be, have been more important to you than to someone else mm. and they're all valuable and like you said about going online and really personal stories have nothing to do with yeah. what you're going through exactly but actually you're like oh whoa being a human is complicated yes. thank you sophie hagen for something made of human because that was a big influence just this idea of like being mm. a human is hard and complicated and let's talk about it more yeah we will finish one day the <laughs> arts world because um, we are artists uh, mm. and this is not a podcast exclusively for artists um, but it's an interesting it's coming up more and more in the arts industry um, and I think well Lisa and I were talking about this and it it seems to be a kind of uh, heightened pressure to um, because it's very competitive and um, time is money and um, mm. your body and you, what you do is kind of what you present not always not yeah. always um, you put a lot more of yourself into your work than some other industries. Vulnerable, exposing, yes. potentially, potentially. <laughs> I can't wait for the moment. <laughs> potentially, <laughs> not maybe, <perhaps>. all. <laughs> not all. Hashtag not all. What? what do what? What do you? What? What do you think we can? Um, how can we be help? How can the industry? How can we be helping each other better? You know, in terms of your future, mm. what your your all your pro- lovely projects you're investing in, as well as yourself and everything. Um, what? What do you think will help you? Just you know, getting. Well, I'm really interested to have noticed. Uh, something about zine culture which I've only literally I'm I'm a baby zinester I've I've got a zine (laughs) that I'm sending off literally you know this week to get printed this is my first one Um, but what I because I've been you know have got a so irregular um instagram and twitter yeah and go, going on on that to sort of find other people who are of course making zines of course. um as well as people who are involved in you know sustainable or upcycling or other types of fashion mm. um and i have noticed something about 
maybe it's just social media for zine culture mm. that is really different from the social media that I witnessed when I was just looking at music and comedy okay and and illustration as well because I have some illustration background as well yeah um so specifically zine social media seems to be so like genuinely support like mutually supportive okay and not in a kind of um network I mean a little bit probably networky but yeah Probably because no one actually makes money out of zines, really. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is probably why. Um, <laughs> but, um, a bit like improv. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, but there's there's no... Nothing is gained by um, by not sharing someone else's totally. output. Totally. So, whereas I think in a lot of... Um, not all, but in quite a lot of uh, music... <laughs> and, quite a lot of music and... Uh, art and and comedy and, and possibly theatre, which I know less about, um, that you will do a lot of self-promotion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, but yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. still got to happen. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Um, yeah. you might do some sharing of things that other people are doing because you, you know that, or maybe you're working on something mm. together or like there's a connection there that makes it valid to, mm. to do that. Um, but there's not a, the same sense of sort of um, just like joyfully wanting to see as much of all the other things as possible. So just loving um, looking at illustrations from an amazing zine being illustrated by a teenager in Japan or, you know, like Personally, whatever, yeah. like people, people from every, all over the place mm. making output and sharing it uh, and and cross pollinating and collaborating mm. in a way that's really um, genuine, yeah, um, and non self promotional. Like they're self promoted because they want people to read their stuff. They want them to yeah. have a look at it. It's not because they want to do well necessarily. It's yeah. just like I made a thing that I think is interesting. Yeah, which is probably how a lot of other genres also work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think maybe because there's more money in those other things, there's more of a sense of guardedness about, for example, a really big name person wouldn't necessarily share a little thing unless they had a reason. Well, and I think, I don't yeah. think that's always true, but yeah. it's what, what I'm saying is that um, what I've seen in a little bit also in sustainable fashion um, social media as well, mm. um, that both of those cultures seem to be um, really fertile spaces for... Um, genuinely making friends and genuinely sharing things mm. and genuinely coming up with collaborative ideas mm. or yeah it just seems to be in a way that I think is mentally very healthy because mm. um, I think that if you are approaching your your uh, industry as a, an individual who must do well and and that it's a competition um, to kind of you know if, if I yeah, like that. Only a certain number of people can do well, and everyone else mm. does less well. Mm. And but I don't think it's very conducive to either mental health or good work. Um, whereas no. in in what I've witnessed so far with um, more DIY cultures like yeah. zine culture, um, that probably because no one's ever going to make their entire living out of it. Yeah, that it's just you know 
it's just more relaxed and people are just sharing stuff well, and for it, the love. <laughs> it was interesting, Lynn Garner did an article recently and we talked about this with Lisa as well about um, artists um, kind of uh, owning and being incredibly proud um, mm. but of, of their day jobs and, yes. uh, and that, that fusing that as part of their um, uh, you know existence and, and the value of it and I think uh, I think if you do that, because you, you talking all about that, I'm, I was just trying to think, yeah, what is it? What is it that f- fuels that behavior? And I think it's a number of things. I think it's like fear. Yeah. It's a huge fear um, of will I ever um, produce something that I will earn a living out of mm. and will affect people? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Time is running out. Yeah. All the normal life things um, to exhaustion. So if you're not used to, if you're an artist and you're not used to self-promoting and because there's no funding for you to do it and you have to do it, genuine exhaustion of like not yeah. being able to then have the time to put uh, the things. If you want, whatever your field is, if you want to see more sort of collaborative, positive, diverse platforms or, you know, yeah. journals or, or whatever it is, like groups, you know, reviewing, whatever it is that you yeah. are missing, yeah, m- do it. And make it happen. And find other people to do it with you. <laughs> find the like-minded people yes. and be patient and don't yeah. and fit it in. Don't fit it into your life. Yeah, how it needs to function, which summarizes everything we've talked about. About if you can only do um, uh, one gig a week because you're looking after your voice. If you yeah. can only do these things, if you can, and <laughs> what, one a month, one a month at the moment. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's, that's fine. And we look forward to those monthly gigs. Um, and uh, and also uh, if you have to. Uh, freaking earn a living yeah. as we all do uh you know do whatever find a job that um can stimulate you uh yeah. you know and if you're not in one yet you know use that to learn maybe but also i mean as we've just talked about i mean i found my dullest jobs like meeting people who are interesting yeah. i just ask people loads of questions yeah. and uh and um find the, that's the, it. the comedy and how shit yeah. it is <laughs> well that's it don't wait for uh, and I'm telling myself this. I know, we, I'm talking to <laughs> we myself. We are giving ourselves pep talks, pep talks here. right now. Um, Tell, t- yeah, just um, don't wait for the right, you know, for you to get picked by that special no. group or person or no. director, whatever it is, or gallery. Don't wait for um, you to be in that day job. It doesn't feel like a day job because you just love it so much and mm. every moment is precious. Like mm. that, most of those things don't happen to people very often. Yeah. Um, but in in the meantime, you're living interesting, sort of creative interior lives in your head. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And value why not find, that. Yeah, yeah, value it. Find other people who are, you know, telling interesting stories that, that you connect with and yeah. tell them that you love those stories or, yeah. you know, uh, say, you know, can, can we work on something together? Yeah. Um, again, all of this is, if you're in the right headspace to do with Absolutely. that. And if you're not, maybe it's just as simple as, you know, finding out about a new genre that you've never, you know, if you're a creative person, but you've never read a graphic novel, yeah, you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Look yeah, them yeah, up, yeah. find, find a thing. It might be Ghost World or Dykes to Watch yeah. Out For, or, you know, all of these amazing artworks that um, are their own sort of genre uh, but maybe you know about graphic novels, but you have never been to the theatre. Yeah. You know, uh, there's lots of things out there which can open open up your sort of life without you having to succeed at anything. You're just sort of learning from stuff. Yeah, and, may, <laughs> and, that, and that is a really good way, again, of just, you know, um, 
when you look back on your life and thinking about uh, the things you'll value as someone who has anxiety I think often about the end of my life <laughs> and, right. and you know and just yeah. like being able to go what what would would will I look back on and 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 also having yeah and having the um I was just thinking of what your dad said as well about dream, dream, dream space, time creating dream, dream time because even if that's yeah. all you can manage that's that's well think wonderful. of all those great dreams that you've had you know yeah. even though they'll have evaporated at the yeah. end like that's still a valuable thing that wouldn't have existed if you hadn't been there <laughs> totally <laughs> so, and I love sharing I mean only again if you feel comfortable and if you have good friends um to do it um like if, if this is something like, I enjoy sharing dreams with my friends mm. and um and that also reminds me of that like no matter what so just say you're doing all these things let's do this let's do that however um if it goes the way you want to if it um doesn't yeah that you've got all these people around you to um to enjoy that journey with and go huh (laughs) yeah that's the other the biggest thing i mean going back to this whole sense of humor being the canary down the mine of mental health yes i love that um which is just yeah is how i have to live my life (laughs) Um, um, imagery that the yeah the worst days that you have might one day be a funny story and it may not and that's yeah. okay if it's some things are just too dark you just want to yeah. think about them that's okay yeah but sometimes there'll be even if it's not a funny story just a story that you share with someone who then will open up about something that they've been through we all you know, do that we love and then you've, that you've yeah. made a connection so those totally. those sort of like vulnerable or sinister or sort of embarrassing ridiculous experiences you've yeah. been through they will they may come to something good later they may not but they 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 are not a waste of time yet in that moment it's horrible but there's still sort of something in there that could sort of have something positive effect later on and not yeah and I I never forget being able to finally not take myself so seriously yes like and (laughs) be able to laugh at myself and I was so ashamed that I couldn't because Mm. I admired it so much in other people yeah and you'll go through phases as well like I mean you know I I, as I said there have been times where I just lost all all for the humor um but then it comes back and then yeah. it goes again. I mean, it's, you know. And be prepared for those things. Like, you know, uh, uh, Ellie and I could both lose it next week. And yeah. we could uh, be like, huh. and hopefully now we both know we share this yes. kind of thing. We could be like, I'll make you laugh. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, really, honestly, I cannot, I should have said what I should have said for the toolbox yeah. is cat videos silly cat <laughs> sorry cat videos, I should, can we no, just no. edit that cat videos no um, bring it on because cat or videos. just people falling over <laughs> um really you've been framed like, yeah you've been framed i know it's terrible <laughs> but um just like really silly kind of gut response like idiocy laughter yeah. is uh, you, you're, it just tells it. your body that it's okay because that's what it is, isn't it? It's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. signal. I mean, this is from some pop psychology that I've heard no, from yeah, yeah. somewhere, probably on the side of a bus. Who knows? Um, this is my source material. That uh, yeah. um, laughing is a signal that danger has passed. So that's where... Yes. I think even in monkeys, maybe, that they witnessed that really? kind of behaviour. But certainly that's... 
That's why we're in the theatre. We all, if we scream at something and everyone goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's, it's dispersing tension after yes. after danger. And if you suffer from anxiety, and it's like, but it's also everything. Yeah, but it's a signal yeah. to say to everyone else, it's okay. The saber tooth tiger's gone. Okay, um, lol, lol. <laughs> so in our but modern we, day, yeah. share a cat video. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. The saber tooth tiger of my day has finished. I can. I love that. No, I I will think about that more because that's a really... But it does tell your body. I mean, go back to this whole body and mind sort of are the same thing. It's an arbitrary distinction that we draw. You know, like there's there's not very much to to kind of... You can't untangle them, basically. Yeah. Um, But if you can get yourself to laugh or smile, (laughs) even if it's slightly forced at first, you might be able to teach your body a few feelings that that will be real like the power stance yeah exactly yes yeah um so that's yeah yeah (laughs) and think about i wonder yeah thinking about in your life because even when i lost all my humor and yeah and couldn't there was definitely there was people in my life who i operated with in humor and i feel like yeah gravitate towards the 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 memory there'll be people in your life or if there's not or like you said cat videos or something yeah just gravitate Mm. to the things that used to make you laugh or like or find something new i don't know but you're you know laughter i um i've got this amazing friend um called ron delves who was my film lecturer at university um because I did history of art, design, and film. What a great, <laughs> diverse uh, interest. Um, and he uh, retired uh, slightly against his will because of faculty nonsense. Yeah. Um, uh, in uh, around the time that I sort of left. Yeah. Um, uh, but we've remained really close. He's basically one of my best friends. Um, he's sort of family that I've chosen. Cool. Um, and he uh, is quite open about his mental health. Right experiences and sort of darker yeah. times, um, and especially going through aging uh, yeah. as someone who is very youthful. I mean, yeah. all his friends are younger than him, yeah. Um, and uh, and also he doesn't. So he lives on his own, well, with his cat, I should say, um, Pachin. If you're listening, uh, is the cat. Um, cool. Love uh, it. So uh, yeah, but Ron uh, has done these. Uh, sort of events occasionally at his place which he calls Cafe Dementia um, which Whoa. is just basically the reason he's called it that is just a way to stave off dementia as an older person wow. which is to bring his friends round to share things um, sometimes okay. it's something that you've made or done uh, sometimes it's just clips of a film that you saw that was really exciting yeah and then just chatting about it so it's like a you know it's a pretty sort of standard salon idea yeah. but but the 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 conscious sort of reason for it for him was just like i i, I will go mad if i'm alone too long <laughs> which we all have that you know yeah feeling. yeah yeah um and but your brain uh sort of health especially as you get older is related to how stimulated it is right. um so Yes. And stimulated in the right ways, in the yeah. relaxing ways. Well, not even, it could, oh, it no. could be, I mean, yeah, so obviously not anxiety necessarily, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but it could be sort of 
challenge or yeah. interest yeah, or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like Curiosity just sort of learning new things, learning new um, things. And, and sort of debating stuff. Um, well, again, that comes back to what you're saying about expanding the world around you um, yes. and, and not yeah. feeling like everything's, you know, tied up in this yeah. will help. Yeah, and be. also, I think if you are, um, for example, he writes a lot and very well, um, both sort of more kind of poetry stuff and just sort of prose and all sorts of things. Um, and I think that he writes, I don't know, he may correct me, um, but I, I think that he writes more knowing that he's more likely to write knowing that someone may read it or someone may hear it. Yeah. Um, which, when he's going through a very difficult time, yeah. um, is an impulse to try and create something yeah. against your instinct to shut down and not yeah. do anything. So knowing that someone may read it and maybe waiting to hear it, yeah. not in a pressurised way, just to kind no. of, you know, I have friends that would love to hear my work. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's that's something that he's sort of, yeah, a good example of. And also as a, as a, um, a stepping stone towards that, if you are at a stage where... Um, you're not comfortable yet with sharing it. There's a there's an exercise. Um, uh, there's a book called The Artist's Way, which is very popular amongst a lot of my um, colleagues, and I've finally picked up a copy. And it's just trying to get rid of all the blocks we put in mm. front of ourselves. Oh, I'll share That's it with you. It's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful, awesome. and um, and it includes so much stuff that we've been talking about about like yeah, just um, giving yourself a new experience each week and. Lots of things, but um, there's a, a an exercise that is a thread throughout, which is free writing in the morning. So you mm. wake up and you write um, without thinking, any, and just, just free write, like anything, like three pages. And I've been trying to do that, um, and it is really good. And uh, what's been interesting about it is that, because uh, obviously, and it is like, you know, don't write, like nobody's going to see these, and that is mm. not that pressure. But actually, as I'm writing it, because it's free writing, because I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say as I'm writing it, I am its audience. Yes. And I am, like, hearing it. Mm. Whereas I would repress it if it was just kind of so, some things, like, going on here. But because it's just coming out in a notebook that nobody's yeah. going to see. And then I'm here, and I'm like, oh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so I How think just sharing, even sharing your own thoughts with yourself. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But, then, but then progressing to, that sounds amazing about, like, just yeah. just and that's community for you as well that yeah. is people coming Definitely. together to share weird and wonderful things yes and, yes. It, and it praising that exactly yeah Ellie Novella yes. thank yes. you so much for sharing <laughs> thank you you're an incredible person and a star and I'm so excited for all the stuff you're going to do I'm so excited to visit your boat I'm so excited Yay. to just hang with you yes. and just have tea and joy and share and share <laughs> and um and i know people will be so grateful for you being so open about everything. thank you thank you so much ellie for sharing your thoughts and wisdom with us and for all the input you've had on making this podcast happen and for just being the most amazing friend thank you so much Follow her at Ellie Novella on Twitter and Instagram. You will actually see on Twitter as well that Ellie is now going by the name Eddie, which is so cool and exciting. At So Irregular on Twitter is there as well and at So Irregular Zine on Instagram. And the link to her Etsy shop is on both of those as well. 
You can also meet her on the 11th of May at Swansea Zine Fest and the 27th of July at Swindon Zine Fest. So go check it out and all the other amazing zine artists there are out there. Loads of toolkit mentions there. Uh, the Lang Girls were a huge inspiration, so you can start to look them up. Maybe go to your local library and read books about the Lang Girls and look at photos of who they were, find out more, share it with us on Twitter. Um, I'm really, I'm really interested to learn more about them myself. Uh, Hannah Gadsby was mentioned, her um, one-hour special on the net. That's on Netflix. I really recommend checking that out. Susan Kalman's amazing podcast, Mrs. Brightside, is available on any podcast provider, iTunes. Uh, and her episode with Felicity Ward is the one I refer to in particular. Uh, Google Felicity Ward. She's just a fab human being. And her comedy is so good and also delves into uh, anxiety as well. The Strawberry Hill House was a place she volunteered check them out if you're looking to do some volunteering uh ics was the international citizen service which was the one where she went abroad guilty feminist podcast i think that's been mentioned before we love it uh, it's a really amazing podcast set up by deborah francis white and sophie hagan was also on there uh, before and now she does a made of human podcast which is so so good chatting a lot about mental health and secret dinosaur cult uh with jody mitchell uh which is also brilliant and delves into mental health as well uh cat videos hey this is new to me and i'm excited so i'm gonna go on this journey with you guys uh google cat videos have a laugh and you've been framed anything anything silly that makes you laugh just give yourself half an hour and go do you know what i'm just gonna watch some really silly funny videos um cafe dementia was just mentioned at the end uh that set up your own cafe dementia set up your own a community group where you share art uh, with your friends or anything just just where you all get together to um to be creative and finally the artist way by julia cameron a course in discovering and recovering your creative self which is a book that has helped a lot of my peers as well as myself and i really recommend it and my final thought for the day is a little activity inspired by eddie's dad's wisdom which is dream time take half an hour have a dream. Relish your dream time. Cherish it. See you next week. Mm-hmm.